This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody. We are coming to the end here, our last segment for Real Presence Live for the day. It's been a great time with you. I would like to encourage you, wherever you are and whatever you're up to this uh, Advent season, to take some time for silence. I know it's like impossible. I know it's so impossible to be quiet. Um, but it is one of the, it is one of the uh, constitutive elements of Advent. Advent is a time of prayerful pondering in silence making space to reflect and to turn our hearts uh, towards the great mystery that we are to celebrate. Um, the, the last gospel of uh, before Advent began, Jesus says, make sure that you are vigilant at all times. And uh, in, the, in the first gospel of Advent, again, coming back, Jesus saying, be vigilant at all times. Keeping vigil includes uh, a direction of the mind and heart towards that which you are being vigilant toward. Uh, so if I'm with, uh, let's say I was visiting you know, with Father Adam Hamness, when a person is keeping vigil, they're keeping vigil at that person's side. Um, they're paying attention to what's, what they're about, to be vigilant. It, it also includes a, a, a setting aside of where I have been and, and a pondering in silence. So I would encourage you so much uh, to find maybe a, a little booklet, or a meditation and a time or some quiet music or uh, lighting a candle, maybe the Advent wreath candle, and just spending time making space in quiet and in silence uh, during Advent so as to prepare. It's really a, a really beautiful way to prepare uh, for the mystery of the Incarnation is, is by a quiet pondering of what's going on. Now, did I just mention a booklet? I think I did. I would like to visit with somebody who writes books just for this sort of thing. Father Maurice, are you there? Yes. How are you? I am very well. We're so glad to have you, Father Maurice Amello. We are so glad that you are able to join us here on Real Presence Live uh, to talk about uh, some of the great works that you have published for this exact sort of thing, for part, uh, particularly paying attention to different liturgical seasons and the mystery of the liturgical year. So we want to get into that. But first, Father, we're so glad that you're with us. Uh, share with us a little bit about, about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, how long have you been a priest? You know, something Things like that. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. I'm honored and I'm delighted always, always to share my love for the Lord, Beautiful. my passion for for our Catholic faith. So it's a humbling experience for this invitation. I appreciate that. I am originally from Nigeria, uh, ordained the Catholic priest of the Diocese of Olu in eastern part of Nigeria. I guess you you have never been there, have you? I have not been to Nigeria. I was in Kenya, so a couple countries over. Oh, okay. So I was ordained uh, 16 and a half years ago. And uh, I am a, a professor at Junkero University. I 
I teach digital media and communication in an ethical way, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also do programs for the Global Catholic Network, which you are affiliated with, EWTN. Yes. Well, I write books and do spiritual directions and retreats and conferences. And, and I am also the founder of Gracia Bobis Ministries that engages the Catholic uh, evangelization, bringing different cultures together in speaking the same language of, of, of the faith in an orthodox way, and uh, and that's it. And I have written a number of books, seven books, and a number of articles. That's who I am. But most importantly, the best way I like to describe myself is I'm just an African priest, a Nigerian priest who is passionately in love with the with the Lord and His yes. body, the Church. So. Yes, yes, Father. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I was uh, I was noticing in your uh, in your biography that uh, this this path that you've ended up on with regard to communications and digital uh, digital media and things like this, and maybe seeking these degrees was not necessarily your own idea. You uh, you were seeing yourself to be a preacher, an evangelist, a prophet. Uh, a, you know, in the ministry of of the proclamation of the word in various ways, um, and then this this came about. Is that is that did I catch that correctly? It was. It kind of came about through other you people did, assisting. You did, you did a very good digging in that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, sometimes when God is calling you for something and you are vested in it, you are focused in it, and you're, you think you are doing exactly the best way you can. Yeah. So you know a little background about how the desire to walk in parishes and bring healing and, and grace to God's people, just to be God's instrument for that. Yeah. I was When I was 14 years, I was touched in a profound way by the Lord. Yeah. An experience that I describe a little in a mystical way because yeah. it, it was deep and the yeah. long journey that really deepened my understanding of our Catholic faith and our understanding of our liturgy, understanding of Scripture, and to see it as life lived. In, yeah. in God. And so that changed me in a profound way and yeah. increased my passion, you know, that fervor to yeah. love the Lord and do the things of God. So, and there were some gifts that associate, that uh, followed that encounter, yeah. including different charismatic gifts and right. um, gifts of, you know, private revelation and insight and, and healing as well. And so th- as that was going on, Plus also the gift of knowledge. I, I, I must have to acknowledge that and, sure. and wisdom. Yeah. So as that was going on, my seminary for formation, it took, it, it took a, a very unique turn in a good way because people believe that, you know what, this is the right candidate for ministering in the parishes. And I, during seminary visits and apostolic work, as we will call it, or in the when I finally became a priest and the parish where I was, everybody's like the pastor. This is it. We want this. This is the young priest, the kind we want. <laughs> well, two weeks after, or well, two weeks after my formal assignment, the bishop that ordained me invited me over. By then, he was in his late seventies or okay. getting towards retirement. Oh. Yeah, he said. But actually, seventy-five. He was seventy-four then. Okay. He said, "Hey, you know, I put you in this parish that is close to this." Chancery, so that you will be working at the Chancery as a, in the Department of Communication. That's your primary assignment. I said, what? What? 
<laughs> and then it was a struggle. How do I how do I listen to this? The parish they almost went on a rampage. The pastor they were saying the bishop, no, this is where he belongs. The parishioners want every bit of him. I thought. But the bishop was pointing me to something God was already directing that I wasn't aware. Yeah. If I would be honest, I revolted in my spirit. But who am I as a young priest to tell my bishop no? Right. So I had to obey. But there is power in that obedience. In fact, it was four years after that he told me exactly why he did that. Mm. That actually, he, that was when I was already set by the new bishop to come to the U.S. for advanced studies in communication. So by then, this bishop that ordained me was already inherited, you know, yep, and yep. I visited him to just ask for his blessing. He said, you remember when I told you to do this? You resented. I knew it, <laughs> but you didn't show it, but I knew, I knew it. But by the way, who is your inspiration in terms of evangelization? I said, it's the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the Evangelion. He said, well, I mean, of course, Jesus is the gospel we preach. Yes. Who else is your motivation? He said, I said, Mother Mary said, okay, Mother Mary is, the, of course, the queen of all queens and the, yes. the, 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 the world perfect love, if I will use the expression of Fulton Sheen, yes. Venerable Fulton Sheen, the, the world first love, you know. Yes. And I, I said, well, it is venerable folk in Jesus. He said, yeah, you go. I know you love him a lot. And I've heard you speak of him in different ways. And did you think that he changed evangelization in the 70s and touched many lives by being in the parish? That's what he asked me. It dawned on me that actually he had a vision. <laughs> yeah. And God was using him to direct me on this new track. Yeah, it, that's the shortest version of how it evolved, and and I look back and I have always believed that God speaks to us through chain of obedient commands. Yes, we we may not like it, but it's better to listen to God because God's way is the best. Yes, so that's how eventually, and then I started to explore it, and the rest is the story. So, Father, did you know of uh, Fulton Sheen while you were in Nigeria, or had exactly. you come a- really? I knew, uh, yeah, I was 14. That time, the Lord touched my heart. Then I started, the first person I read the story of a soul was was Teresa of the child Jesus, the little way. Uh-huh. And then I read the mystic, the mystics like Kakin of Siena when I was 15. Yeah. And the other person I saw was the, the, the some books from Fulton. And I read three of his books when I was 14. Really? And the, yes. In fact, I have read, I have read, I have, 88 of his 92 books, and I have read 64 of them. <laughs> I have read it. It's a topic for another conversation. If you want a whole day of interview, then I w- we can talk about there it. There we go, I Father. Have- we'll have you back on the show, and we will talk about 64 of the 90 books of Fulton J. Sheen. And I decided well, to read him. I read him chronologically from the first book. Wow. To the, so I wanted to see the progression of his spirit, spirituality and his thoughts. 
Yeah. That is amazing to me because uh, in, he, he's not even canonized a saint yet, um, and yeah. that his works, have, I mean, this just shows his impact through the, the, the evangelical fervor that he had and the impact that he's had, even all the way to, uh, to Nigeria to get his works. So, Father, we're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to talk about the books that you've been preparing, um, and we'll talk more about that. So we're just so grateful. Uh, maybe after the break we can talk a little bit about the, uh, you had mentioned earlier the gift of... Uh, private revelation and of knowledge and of wisdom, which I think uh, we're going to want to talk about w- uh, with regard to the writing of your books. Uh, as I understand, um, you're typically before the Blessed Sacrament uh, just receiving from Him, which is, uh, which is definitely the gift of the Holy Spirit. Does that sound good? We'll talk about that after the break. That sounds wonderful. All righty, righty, everybody. Uh, this is Father Craig Vasek. I'm visiting with Father Marisa Mello. Uh, and we're talking, we're going to talk, we talked about his, uh, about his life, but now we're going to talk for the last couple minutes after this break about a couple books that you could get into if you want to reflect on the life of Christ in the liturgical year. Stay with us, Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Well, I've seen a lot of people come in and strike up conversations, um, just, you know, asking about the faith. And I can remember one time in particular, we had the restaurant blessed. And we've done it a couple of times, but this was the first time in particular. We had about four priests there, and the restaurant was open, and we were going around, and they were, you know, really, really awesome. And I had a young man that worked for me. He was a junior in high school and had not been brought up in any faith at all. And he was, like, glued to our sides and just asking so many questions and, you know, why are you doing this? And what do you, you know, what do you believe that, you know, what are, like, the fruits of this blessing going to do to the rest of it? You know, he was just, like, so curious about so many things. So it just opens, you know, it opens doors and opens conversations with, you know, customers and employees alike. It is. It's just a, it's a great blessing for us. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is Father Craig Vasek, your host, coming to you from the University of Mary in our last stretch here. We're visiting with Father Marisa Mello, a priest from Nigeria who's living in the United States, who's inspired by, among the mystics and others, Fulton J. Sheen, and has, uh, in his life of priesthood, uh, been working in communications and digital platforms, various things like this. And we want to get, Father, to this book, these books that you've been writing. Um, in particular, there's uh, one for Advent that we do want to get to. Get to. But I want to come back, because you mentioned that you were touched by the Lord in a profound way at the age of 14. The gifts of the Holy Spirit begin manifesting, and the charisms of the Holy Spirit begin to manifest in your life. Uh, private revelation, uh, wisdom, knowledge, these various things where the Lord is sharing His own heart, His own thoughts with you personally, directly, which is which is uh, normal in the course of a Christian life for those who have been arrested by grace and uh, transformed in the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, my understanding when you write these books is that, that you place yourself before the Lord in prayer. So can you just walk us, is that true? And, and then walk us through what, what that's been like for you. That's definitely true. How, how it works is um, earlier on after the, the Lord touched me that way, I started to have a, a new desire for deepening, deepening my prayer life. And yeah. it started with maybe 30 minutes of prayer and then it grew to one hour of prayer. And by the time I was already a deacon, it grew to an hour and a, and a half before the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah. And one year into the priesthood, it grew into um, two hours and then to three hours every day. Um, and I say this with every humility as a way of testimony, not as a way to share our private journey with the Lord, with people, but if it will benefit some people, that uh, to God be the glory. So, and it matured into being an early hour of the day, because I realized during the day I would get too busy, but then the Lord would wake me up around 3 o'clock or 2.30, 3 o'clock, and, and then the, I would go down to the chapel for those three hours of a block. So how do I do it then? I just stay before the Blessed Sacrament, and uh, first I do my divine office, and then allow myself to be there just to sit um, and look just like the, the scripture will say I gaze into your sanctuary to see your strength and your yeah. glory I just sit there I just sit there and then sometimes I I also pray my rosary normally I pray 20 decades of the rosary every day I've missed it quite a few times only when I'm down or something maybe something happened and then I allow the rest of the time sometimes it can last for three hours sometimes four hours I just be there and when a time will come when the readings you've read for the day and God's Word will begin to point some insight you know, in your soul, speaking to you first. And then I'll begin to make, make notes of those, of those comments. And, and at the time, they didn't make sense to me. But when I started to put them together as a book, I saw, wow, these are really an aspect of my spiritual journey or God's insight into what I need to know more or where I need to change, or where I needed some deep, um, deeper insight or, or direction. So that's basically in a jiffy how I, I spend those hours. And when you uh, when you com- when you compile a, a book, let's say, like we'll talk about the Advent book, are you going back through your own journals uh, and just grabbing things that seem like they work for Advent, or do you sit down and say, "No, I want to I want to focus on these readings that are appropriate Lord, for these Advent"? Ones, these ones. These ones, those experiences I focus on, the, I read the reading for the day for that Advent or for the future day of Advent, and I, I allow that to speak to me for that. Yeah. When I was building this series, these seven-volume series, three are out. Advent is one of them, Advent and Christmas. 
is one of them. I was, I was focused on writing them. It's different from my personal journal. Okay. I have not published my personal journal yet. Okay. These are themes that I focus on. So I want to build this journey um, of Advent. But it didn't start as a book intention. It started as, okay, let me have a pool of these. But then people started to love them as I blocked a few. And then I decided to make them book volumes. Okay. All right. So uh, you've uh, you said that there's three of them that are in print right now? That are out right now. Okay. Great. Volume 1, 2, and 3. That's Advent and Christmas, Volume 1. Lent is Volume 2. And Easter is Volume 3. And then what, uh, Father, for a person who's interested in uh, getting one of these, um, what will they experience when they open the book? It'll be uh, maybe a short meditation on Scripture or just some thoughts that you have uh, uh, of reflection. What, what is inside the book? It is a short meditation on, on the reading of the day, between okay. 400 to 600 words, and then a reflect guide for their own personal reflect conversation or a group conversation or a, a, a Bible study conversation or a, a pious sodality conversation or something like that or a family conversation. And then a prayer that wraps it up that is based on the reflect theme and the, and, uh, the reflection theme. So it's three parts. The reflect, personal reflection guide, and then the prayer that goes in. So it becomes more like a devotional that is rooted on some ideas that have been fleshed out at the beginning. And the language is for the language of seventh grader. So it's reading, written for seventh grader, for common audience, not for theologians or um, scholars. Okay, I was going to say, you have a doctorate, so I thought maybe this would be too hard for me to read, but... No, uh, no, 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 no. It's written <laughs> for the, 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 the um, software analysis. It's a, it's yeah. a standard of seventh grade, yeah. That's great. So I can find these books on Amazon. Is that the best way to go? Amazon.com uh, to find these books? Or is there a better place for that? Amazon is okay. And you can go to your local bookstore and say, hey, if you need this book, it, it is in the, all the bookstores. It could be available once you request it. They have access to, the, to it. But Amazon is okay. My all website, right. if you want gift packages or a discount, from my website, you can also go and it goes with a code to the publisher and they will give you quantity copies for gifts and things like that. That you can also do. What is that website, Father? Rev, M-E-L-U, that's Rev, like Rev, R-E-V-E-M-E-L-U dot com. Again, R-E-V-E-M-E-L-U dot com. All right, so RevMLOK.com, that's your website. You've got a couple websites out there, Father. Well, Father, is there any other uh, final thoughts that you would have for us? We're so glad to... My final, to... My final thoughts would be, hey, thank you, Father Craig, for all you do to continue <laughs> to shine the light, and thank you, um, the, the Real Presence Radio, for all you do. And let us continue to shine the light and, and continue to reveal Christ by His grace so that others can see and give glory to God in heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, Father Maurice, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, everybody, if you want to go to Amazon.com or to RevEmilu.com, uh, you can find his books. There's three of them out. Volume 1, which is totally appropriate for this time of year, called An Encounter, A Daily Discovery in Divine Word. There's Volume 1, which is Advent and Christmas, with daily reflections and study notes for a conversation with others. Father, thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you on your uh, Advent journey. Thank you. Thank you so much, Father Craig. All right, take care. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, everybody, that was R-E-V-E-M-E-L-U dot com is Father's website. Uh, and then also you can go to Amazon.com and you can look up uh, Maurice Emelou, M-A-U-R-I-C-E, Maurice, and Emelou, E-M-E-L-U, Father Emelou, a priest of Nigeria who's been in the United States. And I just absolutely loved that uh, the Father... Uh, had such an early contact with uh, Fulton Sheen and he's been an inspiration in his life. He's uh, working in communications and evangelization through digital media and the apostolates. So that's really, uh, that was really beautiful to be with Father Emelou. Uh, I think we need to start wrapping it up and talking about the next show. What do we want to know about that, Therese? Yeah, thanks, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Teresa Curley and Deacon Roger Hyde are your hosts coming to you live from St. Lambert's Parish in Sioux Falls. Christopher Dodson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference will give us an update on the important case for the pro-life movement. And Dylan Reinhardt will share how his conversion has led to living out a mission. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Father. Thank you, Therese. Mm-hmm. Everybody, it's been a delight for me to be with you out of my long hiatus from hosting Real Presence Live. It was a delight to be with you. If I, would, if I could, just one last time draw you back. If you're here in the beginning of the show, I mentioned two priests that I would like you to pray for, in particular, from my home diocese, Father Adam Hamness and Father Brian Cuiava. Father Adam Hamness has been laid up for a very long time, as I mentioned. He actually has a site on Caring Bridge uh, that was set up uh, kind of in the darker hours uh, when uh, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew what was going on. So you can go to caringbridge.org and then look up Hamness, uh, Father Adam Hamness. There's been, over these two and a half weeks, there's been over 26,000 visitors to his site. Uh, so I'm just, I'm so blessed by so many people who have been praying for him and encouraging him. You can go there and you can put a little tribute on his page. He'd be so encouraged. He's going to be laid up still for such a long time. It's going to be a slow, long recovery. He was really bit hard by this, uh, by COVID. And so you could go there and you could just drop a note saying, praying for you, Father, from wherever or uh, support in some way. He's going to, he's got a long journey ahead of him of recovery. So anyway, that's on Caring Bridge, Father Adam Hamness, and Father Brian Cuiava, my other good friend. I, actually, I asked Father uh, Cuiava if I could spend the entire hour on Real Presence Live praying for him with all the people, and he said, please do! Exclamation mark. So uh, prayers are, are, are definitely welcome and uh, treasured. So thank you, everybody, for that. Again, I'd just like to invite you into uh, a deep reflection during Advent to be able to slow down, to silence yourself, to rest with the Word of God, Scripture, pondering uh, the mystery of our in- of the incarnation of our divine Savior, Jesus Christ. So may you be blessed during this season. May the Lord pour out His blessing upon you through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody, it's so good to be with you. Blessings upon your Advent, and we'll see you next time. This is Real Presence Live, Father Craig Vosick, signing off. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. 
Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.